Hello, everybody, and welcome to the latest version of By the Way, a Bramley podcast. I'm Laura Lomas, and today we're talking to two of Brandy and Phil and Tim's very oldest fans, and they did something pretty spectacular by creating a, a community around um, a platform that they completely designed right from scratch called Again Today. So some of you older fans will know about that, and some of the new ones will have no clue what it is. So we get to have Holly Zipper and Bert Goschler explain exactly what they did and why they did it. So uh, here we go. All right, today, thank you, Bert. Thank you so much for um, for speaking with us. I'm very, very excited. You know, you are like an old timer, <laughs> big time old timer. I thought I was, but you blow me away. Can you just um, share with us who you are? I mean, we'll talk about Brandy specifically and looking at foundation again today as well, but just in general, like right now, who are you, where do you live? What do you do? You know, give us just a quick little background. Sure. Um, well, my, my whole name is Roberta, uh, but <laughs> yes. most people, most people know me as Bert. Um, I live in Pennsylvania, just outside Philadelphia. Nice. Um, I'm not really anybody. I'm just a fan. Um, mm. I just happened to find Brandy one day and started following along. And, you know, it's surprisingly enough that, that she was actually in town, I think, uh, just a couple weeks after I found her music. Uh, so I, I drug a friend, uh, along and said, you're coming, you're, <laughs> you're coming with me. <laughs> yeah, no, I, yeah, no, I have a friend that would go willingly just about to any show that I would ask her to go to if I didn't know anybody else who wanted to go. Um, and, uh, gosh, it was, it was such a bad show. It was, it was just, well, Brandy was great. Don't get me wrong. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with the venues in Philadelphia at all. But there was this great little venue for years called the Tin Angel. Mm -hmm. And it was a restaurant and, and music venue. The, the downstairs was a restaurant and upstairs was the music venue. Mm -hmm. You had dinner at the restaurant. Uh, you could actually get a better seat upstairs because it was first come, first serve. But if you had dinner, they would save you a spot near the front. Nice. Well, the, the, front, the spots near the front were practically on the stage. <laughs> And it was a triple bill that night. And I just remember sitting through two bands that I had no clue and no interest in whatsoever. <laughs> so, but thankfully then Brandy came on and it was, it was my first real introduction to her music outside of hearing one of her songs somewhere. Was um, she by herself or were Phil and Tim with her? It was Phil and Tim. Yeah. It was just the three of them at that point. Yeah. Um, I don't think they had introduced the Josh or any cello player. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it was just a little acoustic set. It was short because there were three bands. So, yeah. well, they totally probably didn't it. have much of a repertoire back then either, right? Not really. I think they had just released uh, Brandy Carlo, the self-titled album, mm -hmm. and they had a couple other songs that they were playing. Mm -hmm. And um, I don't care what Brandy says; I will never get tired of hearing "Late Morning Lullaby." Oh, me either. <laughs> Because that is the song that I fell in love with in the beginning. Oh, it's such a so, good one. Oh, so, yeah. So you just have, so it was just coincidence and serendipity that they were playing locally after you'd finally discovered, and how did you hear about them in the first place? Had you, was it, how did you it, it, even hear Late Morning Lullaby? It was Pace Magazine. Oh, um, right. Back, back when Pace Magazine put out a hard, a paper edition, mm -hmm. they used to put a CD in there and there'd be like 24 songs on the CD. Oh my gosh. Of, of like up and coming artists that they were trying to introduce to the world. Mm -hmm. And I don't even know how I got into a subscription of Pace Magazine. I just, you know, being a music lover, I found it one day and, and subscribed to it. And 
it, I think it was throw it all away was on that, that CD. Oh, interesting. And then, then what happened? Because I, I know that um, you've been so instrumental in bringing her music to the wider audience um, through Again Today and stuff. So can you kind of talk us through how that whole thing started to come about? Yeah, honestly, I, I, I think that, that Sony, at the, they were on Sony at the time. Mm -hmm. And I think that, that there was a, a forum, bulletin board, whatever you call you know, website that Sony was, was running mm -hmm. and, and it was really unmoderated. Uh, there was a lot of weirdness happening on there. Mm -hmm. I, I'm not sure really what, how you can even describe it, but it wasn't the most friendliest of atmospheres with mm -hmm. no moderation. And, uh, so was this really a website? To, yeah, it was, the, it was their official Sony website, Okay. but Sony had given them a, you know, that, that forum platform on it. Mm -hmm. But nobody was monitoring it. And how long uh, ago was this, darling? Uh, 2005, wow. early 2006. Gosh. Um, but then there was, years. yeah, a long time. Uh, but then there was then there was rumors that they were going to shut it down um, because no one wanted to maintain it. Mm -hmm. um, so, on a whim, you could call it. I decided to build a website. Whoa! Uh, you just did that on oh, your. What do you do? How were you able to do that? Um. Lots of reading. Oh my god! So you taught uh, yourself how to do it. <laughs> I taught myself how to build a website. Yeah, that is impressive. Um, I don't know if I'd ever do it again. It's 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 funny because it's a lot of work. Um, back then, um, I got to be friends with Rachel Hanley, who was oh, one of I remember first, Rachel their, so well. Yeah, they're, they're one of their early tour managers, yes. and she had a she had a website um, for I want to say it was Anna Nalek, but I'm not mm -hmm. absolutely certain. Um, so I was I was constantly asking her questions like how do you do this what if I do this you know and she didn't really have any idea either and did Brandy have any clue that you were doing this at all not really uh, <laughs> very brave uh, but once we had it really up and running and you know you'll when you talk to Holly I'm not the voice I'm I'm the technical side yeah <laughs> I I will learn to code which I found a program that actually did a lot of the coding for me mm -hmm. um, but I just was interested in make in making it. Mm -hmm. I wasn't really, I'm not really a social person. Like mm. I'm not, I mean, I'm on Twitter and Facebook, but I don't interact a whole lot. Right. So it was really, you know, I was the builder. She was the voice. Mm -hmm. um, it worked really well. And, uh, and what was your intention? Like, what were you trying to, to create? I think in the beginning when, when Sony still had their platform, I, we started making friends. And we started interacting with people that that had a common interest. And mm -hmm. I, honest to God, have never done anything this like this in my life. Oh no! Uh, I, believe me, like I've said this a million times. Like, what am I doing doing this podcast for this woman? <laughs> like, really? Right. It's amazing how she pulls uh, this stuff out of us. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I, I wanted to take that 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 foundation that that was starting to build and have a, a better place for that. You know, mm -hmm. a respectful place, a place where um, you know, the people that we had met, not met at that point, but we talked to mm -hmm. and interacted with could come and talk and feel safe and not yeah. badgered or belittled or harassed by other people. Right. Uh, and that was our goal. So once we build it and it got out there, <clears throat> you know, build it, they, said, come. <laughs> they did, but we, we set pretty strict guidelines. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, it, it wasn't 
a free for all. Mm -hmm. We wanted it to be a safe space. Mm -hmm. um, and and when we when we actually told Brandy about it, I think she kind of already knew that we were doing it. Mm -hmm. um, well, Rachel probably said something, I'd imagine. It's possible, yeah. Um, and so we told her that it would be a safe space. It, we wanted to respect both the people that came there and her. Yes. So if there was ever a time when we put something up that she didn't like, um, was wrong, mm -hmm. um, we don't want to be wrong, um, yeah. let us know. And, and we would adjust or take it down or, or fix it or whatever. So it really was meant to be just this community that we were trying to build. Yeah. Um, I love that you were motivated space. to do that. It's, it's like such an important, um, I mean, it's everything to, to, this, to this band and to all of us. It's extraordinary, isn't it? The, the community of such disparate people, but everybody is so gentle and kind and loving to each other. I mean, there's a, the odd exception, of course. Sure. Yeah. I mean, you're never, it's never going to be perfect, but mm -hmm. you know, as long as you set those ground rules, um, you can keep it pretty respectful yeah. and safe yes. and build that community. Wow. Wow. So we really did. Literally, that was a very complex website. I mean, I remember being on there and like, like being so impressed with the, you know, the different, um, how, how everything was sort of held and you could, you know, go back in time and find old comments. And it, it was a very involved website. I don't know how you did that. I'm really, really impressed. You know, surprisingly, a lot of it's kind of automated. Oh, uh, I see. You, you can find programs uh, to help you build it, to help you ma to maintain it. Mm -hmm. um, I kind of, I was kind of terrible at updating it. <laughs> yeah. It's, yep. It was so hard to keep updated. Oh, it was a full-time uh, job, I'd imagine. There, there were times it felt like that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I do, and I have a full-time job. <laughs> um, are you in computers? You must be, a, a, do you, are you involved? No, in no. Well, I, I, I'm in science. I have a science degree. Um, mm -hmm. I'm in the pharmaceutical industry. Uh, I'm more on an admin side of things now, so I spend most of my day on the computer. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I mean, I, I, while I have zero background in it, uh, <laughs> my, my my degree is biology. Uh, uh, my brain my brain likes my brain likes solving puzzles. Oh, I see. I would say, and every time. I had to fix something or change something. It was just another puzzle I had to solve. Right. You know, oh my and the gosh. internet's the, the internet is great for that. Uh, yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> so did you have YouTube open on one on one page and trying to create something on the other? <laughs> you know, back then YouTube wasn't wasn't the go-to. It oh, really was just Google it was just Googling it. Wow. Oh and my seeing gosh. what you I mean, invariably even back then somebody else had the same problem you did. Yeah. Yeah. So, wait, people, so when when you first started doing all this, how many people heard about it? How many people were involved with like just being interactive? I mean, I know that our dear Mark Cancellato was very very active on that site, but I heard I yeah. found out about it from him. Yeah, he wasn't even in the early part of it. No, you know he he came he came later. Yeah. Uh, uh, honestly, it was it was probably a lot of local people in Seattle mm -hmm. uh, or people that that came through, found her music through the independent music stations like mm -hmm. WXPN, WFUV, you know, and the point in your area. Yes. Um, for some reason, people just found us. And I don't know how, for, I don't even know how for sure, or, or how many people there were in the beginning. It just sort of slowly built. Wow. And even when we go to shows, because being in the Philly area, it's easy to travel. And mm -hmm. gosh, did we travel to shows in the beginning? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've I been all the way. We should all have a contest to see who put more miles on their cars. <laughs> <laughs> At some point I stopped counting how many shows I went to. Me too. <laughs> um, uh, 
Yeah, I mean, I've been all the way up as far as as Boston, as far south as Florida, as far west as the California and Los Angeles. I mean, I've been all over. Yeah. Um, and I guess you know, word of mouth at some of the shows. Mm-hmm. You know, you you start talking to somebody in line or uh, chit chatting the person you're sitting next to. Hey, have you heard yes. about this website? Um, and after and they find see her, they're going to want more. You know, it's like yeah. they, they want yeah. more. They can't. It's like a drug. You can't stop. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we it just built by itself. Uh, Beautiful. What's you know, and really, I mean, and even with Brandy knowing about it, they didn't really endorse it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. per se. Mm-hmm. You know, verb- vocally. And so when, years later. when the Facebook page, like the Obi Chill, you know, the Brandy Carlisle, how I love being uh-huh. such a silly name, um, did that sort of help feed people over there prior to her her website and prior to Bramley? I mean, Bramley's new, a new thing, really. A little bit. I don't think, I think by then we had already built a lot. I think that sort of came from us. Interesting. So the, the 18 doesn't, it doesn't exist. Oh, but I'm curious. Why did you call it again today? I like the song mm. and I thought it sounded really cool as a name. It does. <laughs> I agree. I, it, it really just worked. I, you know, again, it, I, having never done anything like this in my life, yes. <laughs> I just went with what I liked. Yeah. Well, you were very clever to do that. <laughs> so, but it worked, I, you know. It totally did. But it's so funny how, you know, it went immediately to AT. You know, it's funny oh, how we oh do yeah. that as human beings. We sort of shorten everything, right? Oh, yeah. It's, it's, and, and honestly, if they would let me, had would have let me buy AT.com, I would have. But for some mm. reason, when you go in and try to register domains, it won't give it to you. Oh, I wonder why. It says it's not enough letters. At, but oh. yeah. But yet other companies do that, like American Airlines, A- AA. Yeah, 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 that's true. I guess money talks. <laughs> I guess. So, yeah. so the whole how? What year again was that? Back in two thousand five or six? You said you started six. It was August of two thousand six, wow. and I only remember that because of when I took it down this year. It was ex- almost exactly fourteen years. Uh, oh, that must have been hard to take it down. It was. Yeah. Um, it's also it's also hard to to maintain. Yes. Uh, with with fresh content mm. uh, and I feel like they do that better now themselves mm-hmm. 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 so it, it really it really and and the with with the Bramley starting and you know the transition to a, a true fan site yes there, there was there was less traffic yes yeah with the AT how did how did you roll from doing that into being involved in the Looking Out Foundation and how has that changed over the last couple of years? Because it's changed monumentally. Is that just oh, sure. Catherine's presence or? Yeah, and, and, and in all fairness, that's what it needed. Yes, um, yeah, oh yeah, uh, yeah. So when we first, I guess it was sometime in 2008 or 2009, um, the band reached out to us uh, to help with a fundraiser for a family that they knew in the outskirts of Seattle. Mm-hmm. Um, they uh, the they had just lost a family member. Yeah, and, I remember this. Mm. Uh, they wanted to help raise funds for the remaining family mm-hmm. um, who who no longer had a supported mm-hmm. uh, income. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we set up a online auction to raise money for the family. They were willing to auction off a house concert. There was a guitar. The local fire company was auctioning off some other things. Um, uh, they were able to, I think, pay off the family's mortgage with it. Oh my God, that's fantastic. Yeah. Um, so with that, we were kind of like, well, <laughs> and 
they sort of let us win the house concert. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> um, or at least, at least an AT member won the house concert. Yeah. Um, and we're like, well, you know, we have a, you have a following here. Yes. We have a core group of people. We can do this yearly. We can, we can, we can help you help people. Um, so yes. we started doing that. And then, um, you know, over the, over time, we had a couple house concerts that progressed into these bigger raise the roof events that we were able nice. to do um, between both Seattle, Portland, Philly, uh, and uh, it it all the money went into a charitable trust mm -hmm. uh, at the time, which made it a little more complicated because they really didn't have control of the money per se. Mm -hmm. um, if they wanted to donate, I believe, I, and I could be off but I think if they wanted to donate the money it had to go to a, another charity yes first. usually because the 501c3 yeah. has to go to another yes. 501c3 yeah yes so um, then obviously as Catherine came along um, they were able to turn it into their own foundation mm -hmm. to do what what they wanted to do as mm -hmm. opposed to relying on the trust to help them mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah over time it just kind of transitioned from you know them's trying to find a way to help and then their own their own foundation. So how did you um, just through this this initial um, fundraiser, how how involved were you then with the raise the roof? And was that like literally just like the next step along from these fundraisers? Or did somebody sit you down and say, let's really, you know, create something more um, more structured? Oh, I had no clue what I was doing, but I did it all. <laughs> Love you. You're just like, just wing it. We create these amazing things. <laughs> I, I know event planning skills. Um, uh, I just know. Again, you could it was, be a brain surgeon if you wanted to. <laughs> yeah, that, I'm not going there. <laughs> no, it was one of the like, it, like it goes back to if you build it, they will come. Yes. If if you hold if you hold it, people show up. <laughs> it's true. Um, uh, yeah, it was, it was, how can we take, how can we take this house concert, which is a simple idea mm -hmm. and people just hand you money and, and turn it into uh, something bigger. Mm -hmm. uh, and at that point, bands, the band's management stepped in and helped us. Yeah. Um, they helped us secure venues. Um, we still did everything else. We still sold the tickets. Um, we still provided merch. We still, went out and find found other bands that wanted to participate other organizations oh that God. wanted to help the amount um, of time and effort and love and care that you put into this is yeah. astounding i mean holly Where did you get the merch? And, um we just had it made wow um we did have a we did have help from a few friends that had contacts for like raffle prizes mm -hmm. um uh, those kind of things yes. uh, people donated a lot um, that we could either give away or raffle off. Um, I think the raffles were a big hit over the course of the Raise the Roof. Um, yeah. We've auctioned, we we raffled off guitars and uh, drum heads. You name it, we got creative. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> you're really you're that, something else. And then you know, obviously, when Catherine came on board, um, she had the background in the the yes. event planning, so yes. that helped a lot. Yeah. Um, and, and there was that th we were able to, you know, put a little more money out towards things mm -hmm. um, while we still tried to do it on the minimum budget that we could. Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of places were the venues and stuff like that were really helpful. Um, Would they volunteer their stuff. space or give you a cut price? Or something yeah. Like yeah. 
and then, like I said, um, we did have a friend who was able to get us guitars, um, nothing expensive or right. fancy, but hey, who doesn't want a Brandy signed guitar? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, it it, it, it it sort of just all worked together. It just sort of came together. And do, you, do you think that, um, I mean, this is a little delicate question. And again, if, if you'd rather not answer it, that's fine. But do, did you feel appreciated? Did you feel that your efforts were really kind of like making an impact? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the band was super appreciative. Mm. Uh, the the family that we helped out in the beginning was amazingly appreciative, obviously. I can only imagine. Um, yeah, no, it was it was always a positive thing. Yeah. Um, the fans loved every minute of it. Um, the 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 event was so unique um, mm. and and fun. Um, <laughs> funny funny story. It was probably the worst moment and the best moment from an event. Okay. We were doing we were I don't know if you ever got to any of the raise the roof events. I did not, sadly. Uh, one of the ones we had in Philly. I think it was the second one. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a last minute crisis. The MC who was supposed to, to host the night had to bow out literally Uh-oh. 30 minutes before the show started. <gasps> That's not cool. Um, yeah. Well, unfortunately, I mean, I, I, I sympathize. She had a, a rather unexpected death of oh. a friend that day. Oh, geez. So, yeah, I mean, she literally showed up at the event in tears. Oh, no. Uh, yeah. So now we're 30 minutes out, no MC. Uh, <laughs> You must uh, be yourself. People are like, you're going to talk, right? I'm like, yeah, no, I am not getting on that stage. <laughs> um, thank God we were, it was the, one of the, uh, one of the uh, parts of the event was the fight the fear campaign. Uh, and I don't know if you remember, they were doing that was, in Seattle. Yes. Wasn't that something to do with, was it Jen um, Hooper? Jen Hoppers. Hopper. Yeah. Hopper. Hopper. Yeah. Yes. Um, oh, they were God, doing stories that shows on my spine the self-defense classes for women. Mm-hmm. So the group, the Fight the Fear group, brought their demo and, and discussion to our Raise the Roof event in Philly. Mm-hmm. The, the two ladies were teachers. Mm-hmm. They jumped in Aww. and emceed that event. They were the funniest thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, if I could have hired them for every event, they would have. <laughs> so it worked out well. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> that must have been petrifying yeah. half an hour. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Wow. So that was, that was a moment, but I, I, you know, again, everyone steps in when, when needed and, and make these events work. Yes. And that was what was so great about them. These were only rooms that held 250 people tops. Wow. Um, we couldn't, I mean, we had demand for the tickets that we couldn't, we couldn't support. Um, they would literally sell out faster than we could blink. Wow. So, um, so did that kind of the, did that fact alone kind of, just create the impetus for something larger and bigger or was it just the timing of Catherine or was it all just perfect, you know, the stars aligned altogether? It was, I think it was a little bit of everything. Mm -hmm. Um, It was the realization that you can do something good. um, Mm -hmm. And then Catherine coming on board and offering to support it in a way that we couldn't in the past. Right. Right. You know, that she definitely had bigger connections than we did. (laughs) Those big international connections too. And so, so, so you ended up from the raise the roof, you then got involved in looking out foundation, right? So, so yeah, yeah. just explain to people how that happened. So Catherine came on, I know that she worked with uh, Paul McCartney and his foundation. And then that's how she met Brandy. Brandy's told that story a million times. And then, mm-hmm. um, so she then came in and started taking over the looking out foundation, right? Or did the looking out yeah. foundation, did that exist prior 
to Catherine um, taking it over. Did you guys start that yourselves? It, it was always it, it was always called the Looking Out Foundation I to see. an extent. Okay. To an extent. Um, mm -hmm. uh, I mean, obviously, that was Brandy's Brandy's voice in that. Yes. Um, uh, and it was on its way before Catherine got there, but she then coalesced it to mm -hmm. its final existence, yeah. um, creating, getting all the paperwork done, getting a board set up. Um, and that's where we reside now is, is Holly and I sit along with other people on the board of directors for the foundation. Oh, that's fantastic. It's, 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 it's more of a silent thing now. Mm -hmm. um, obviously we, we have meetings and we, we vote on things, but mm -hmm. um, it's, it's less involvement, mm -hmm. which I think at this point in my life, I'm okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> well, darling, you, you, you were so instrumental in, in all of this, you know, those first steps, if you don't take those first steps, then things don't yeah. happen. Yeah. Yeah, but then, yeah, it was it was a fun ride. Let me tell you, I, I oh, would have God. never imagined that it would last 14 years. Wow. Wow. One of the things that that I feel like I gained out of the whole thing was the friendships. There are people now that I would have never had as friends. Yeah. Um, oh. And there's a core group that came out of that that I will be friends with for the rest of my life. Oh, isn't that beautiful? It, if there's anything that were ever to happen to any one of them, we would all step in and we have there. We've had several people that needed. Yes. our support in yeah. one way or another yeah. um and that's what i think if anything i gained the most of oh isn't that it's so beautiful you know those are the sorts of things that are so precious you know and when we take our last breath it's we're gonna think about the people that we care about not anything else so when when you guys um you know we're helping these local charities through the looking out foundation like you talked about the family initially what are some of the other organizations and some of the other people that you've helped can you kind of shed some light on that i mean i know i'm thinking immediately of kim bukuki and the if project i know you guys have been involved with that right mm -hmm. yeah i do recall an instance where and this, i think this was still back under when they were under the trust but um there was a, a, a gentleman i believe that was in desperate need of a wheelchair uh, electric wheelchair mm -hmm. and i know that they were able to through a local organization provide the money that uh that provided him with the wheelchair that he needed at the time mm -hmm. um, those, to me those are the more the, the more personal stories yeah those intimate stories me. absolutely yeah i mean they were so generous um and they still are with with especially now with the covid 19 relief um mm -hmm. and supporting yeah. their own bandmates and their 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 team yeah um, there's just so many little things that they did over the years uh, too many to, to even really yeah um, and that, and then they got involved with the you know the war child it's funny i was watching what was i watching oh it might have been one of the clips of um you know freddie mercury at, on live aid or something like that i can't really recall but i remember seeing there was a war child poster up on the stage and that was in the 80s uh-huh the 80s <laughs> maybe, maybe maybe it was the 90s anyway um so i had no idea so when when brandy and Catherine and everybody started raising money for war child i thought that was a, a sort of a modern newer um you know something that they were aligning with i had no idea it was this massive great big international organization <clears throat> so, yeah I, I i really wasn't aware of that one either until they started getting involved in it yeah. um uh what was the uh the the ballerina that was in her video uh what was oh, her it, name michaela i'm not, I'm not sure uh, trying to remember I, I met her i was able to get to um one of their fundraisers they did in Nashville last mm -hmm. year. Mm -hmm. uh, I think it was last year. Uh, and 
they had Warchild speak at the event and they also had uh, the ballerina speak and it, the, the story that she told just floored me that I had no idea what, 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 what they were going through mm. Um, mm. listening to that personal story again, because yes. for me, it's that personal story yes. Yes. Um, that resonates the most. Yes. And they've been very good about um, sending out emails and stuff, you know, so we're raising money for these things. And then, you know, I always really appreciate those emails that come in my inbox that sort of say, and this is a person that we've, we've helped recently and that this, you know, yep. this person in this refugee camp and blah, blah, blah. It's, it's it, again, like you say, it's, it's down to that, you know, boots on the ground, very much um, personal connection. Cause that's, that's what we're all about. Right. So yes. it resonates yeah. with everybody. And, and it's it's interesting how um, she's become so huge <laughs> after that Grammy show, um, and it's it's changed things rather dramatically. But yet that personal connection thing is still very very there, very present. Yeah, almost yeah. more so. Yeah, and I feel like the with the with the the Bramley shows and the yep. Fireside shows yep. that 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 they 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 really still can connect with the audience. You yes. know, we're not there. Yes. Yes. Uh, Yes, I, I mean, was the audience isn't just us, you know, Joni's watching, Michelle Obama's watching, you know, <laughs> it's yeah. like Ellen yeah. watching. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's, it's crazy. And I was, after the first, after the first couple episodes, um, it really reminded me of those early days when mm. you'd go to a show and it was so, it, you know, the audience might have been 150 to 250 people, but it you felt so connected. Yes. Um, I do miss that a lot. Yeah, and I've told them too. that a lot. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think they miss it too, don't uh, they? I would imagine so. Yeah. 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 You know, it's it funny. Is... I, I, I did not go to Madison Square Garden. Um, I, I could have, and I just, I chose not to. There's something about just, I was like, oh, I'm so proud of them for being there, but it's going to feel so big and kind of vacuous. And I didn't want to go. And then everybody went and said it was amazing. And I really regretted it. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't go either. I went to I went to one of the other ones when they opened for the Avid Brothers, who mm -hmm. I also absolutely adore. Oh, um, uh, and I did not go to the later show, um, and I do regret it too. <laughs> <laughs> so my rule is, I just go no matter what. I'm just going to go now. <laughs> That's so, okay. Um, no. Just, uh, is there anything I haven't touched on that you feel would be really beneficial for people to know? No, I mean, again, it, I think we hit most of the highlights. Um, uh, I, I, I. I'm very appreciative for the band of the support they gave us for 14 years um, um, and their generosity for those 14 years. Um, it, again, it was sad taking it down, but yeah. you know, it, it's, it's like you said, it's kind of another job at times. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I'll leave that to the professionals now. Yes. <laughs> well, and you've got all that gratitude. Everybody feels such grateful, so um, grateful to you for, and Holly, of course, for all that you guys have done in the beginning and for all those years, years and years and years. Yeah, it was it was a good run. I would have never imagined doing it for that long, to be honest with you. I, you know, isn't it funny how we wake up one morning and we think I have an idea. And the next thing you know, there's this a whole other part of your life. <laughs> it, it really did. It really did. <laughs> I love that you followed that. I love that you did that. It's interesting. I, I genuinely believe that things wouldn't be the way they are right now if you hadn't. So yeah, thank you. And I don't I don't know if I would do it again. Um, yeah. <laughs> it was just a one off. And, and, uh, and, and it, not because not because it was work or it wasn't fun or it drove me crazy at times trying to figure out how I broke the code. Um, <laughs> you know what? I've not found that passion on anything else. Yeah. Yeah. And that's really and that's really what it was at the time. Yes. 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 Because it is. A, it's an act of love what you did for sure. 
and you don't it's almost like you know those deep loves in our lives they only come along once in a while you know <laughs> well darling it's been such a joy to talk to you and i look forward to meeting you in person someday i, I know we've been okay. in the same arena i've had people say oh there's bert and i've turned around and you've been gone and i would have introduced myself but um i'm sure we've been in many of the same venues <laughs> over all those years <laughs> um but anyway, I will look forward to seeing you in person someday. And um, thank you very much for talking to us. Bye, sweetie. All right, talk to you. Bye. Thank you so much for telling your story, Bert. That was fabulous. And now we get to listen to Holly and um, hear even more in-depth and slightly different perspective of, of how they went about creating again today. So welcome, Holly. Thank you so much, sweetheart. All right. Well, hello, Holly. How are you? Good. How are you? Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Weird world we're living in. I suppose we should tell everybody this is a few days after the storming of the Capitol. So um, just so everyone has yeah. a context. <laughs> yeah, the hits just keep coming, it seems, you know. Yes, I know. I was thinking 2021 was going to be this great enlightened year. I guess maybe this is the beginning of that. I pray. I can hope. <laughs> yeah, all we can do is hope, really. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know. Isn't that the truth? Well, you know, hope is sort of something that I think about when I think of you, actually, because I know you do such good work in the world. So could you kind of share a little bit of that with everybody? Sure. Um, so right now I am the executive director of the Down Syndrome Association of Greater Charlotte. Um, I am a sort of lifelong special education uh, educator at heart who's sort of over the eek 30 years that I've been in the profession. <laughs> it's sort of hard to say 30 years. Um, have sort of moved through a couple of different roles, but yeah, my, my heart's in special education. I took this job to be closer to my family who lives in Georgia. So you know, my family, Kim and the two kids moved down we got settled here and outside of Charlotte and just got a nice house and property. Uh, moved during a pandemic. I don't know who does that, oh, but we did. Oh. <laughs> and um, it actually was a, a such a blessing because it, there's such a, it's such a piece out here with this property and to be able to separate from some of the chaos in Charlotte and just the urban setting has been a blessing for us both to be able to find that here. So. Oh, I can imagine. So um, where are you from originally, Sydney? So I'm from Savannah, Georgia. I was born and raised in Georgia. I lived in Georgia till I, until I went to college um, at 17. I was 17 when I went to college. Um, my family sent me on my merry way and I found my way um, to a small college, Newberry College in South Carolina. Mm -hmm. And I was really the only person in my family even extended that was out of state. I still, all of my relatives minus one or two for generations still lives outside of Savannah. So very, very rooted in their, their uh, background and their history there. And um, you must be very proud of Georgia and Savannah right now. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a challenge because, you know, there's some division within my family as in a lot of families, as far mm -hmm. as, you know, uh, who they support and what they believe. So that's been a challenge and I'm trying to do that with grace and humility and, oh, and so hard isn't it and, so and, hard. you know respect that as much mm -hmm. as I can yeah, um, and so yeah I lived in Georgia up until I went to college went to South Carolina never really moved back to Georgia stayed in South Carolina to be a teacher uh, grad school at University of South Carolina okay. in Columbia and you know continued to stay in South Carolina teaching um, in in the world of autism when it was first really um, families were beginning to get more educated, districts weren't being able to provide services. So a lot of my initial education experience was in the realm of helping school, a school district program develop um, early intervention services specific for children that were on the autism spectrum. Uh, I graduated from college in 1991, I'm dating myself, um, 1991 and, <laughs> and um, in 1996, I graduated from grad school and then uh, taught in the public school system there for about four years. 
and I loved it. And I still have really good friends, mentors, fellow teachers and educators there that I stay connected with. And in fact, families whose children are now in their 30s, I still stay connected with. Um, it's the beauty of so social media and, and being able to do that. Let's like move, like just sort of turn the dial a little bit to mm -hmm. how you got involved or how you started again today and what your connection to Brandy was and how you discovered her and you know I'll just yeah it's it's interesting to reflect back on that because you know we used to get Pace magazine when they used to actually have a magazine that came with a CD sampler mm -hmm. and I I want to say was it what can I say or fall apart again I can't remember which which of the singles from Brandy's self-titled album was in that pace sampler in, back in 2005. We both liked the song, Bert and I both liked the song and, and Bert was able to attend a tiny show. Um, I had a work function, so I went, had something in the evening and so she went, it was at the 10 Angel, which holds about 75 to 80 people. Wow. And Brandy and Tim and Phil were on the bill. They were, the, I guess the headliners, but for, and Bert probably told this story, but you know, certainly there were like two or three acts before them um, but to be able in the, to be in that room back in 2005, before she was really on anybody's radar, or other than Rita Houston and probably Michaela Majun or you know someone at WXPN, um, was a really cool opportunity. That's how the door opened. And then Brandy was co-headlining a show with Susan Tedeschi at w, um, WXPN for World Cafe Live's anniversary, like their one-year anniversary in the December of 2005, I think. So I, we were able to go to that together. And that was the first time I saw them. And it was a trio still then. I don't believe she had a drummer for that gig. Um, and so we just, you know, hopped on the website and there was an open forum, was not moderated. There are people from all over um, and people that I am still friends with, I've met at that original forum. And from what we gathered was as the transition to the story album was coming, they were gonna re, you know, rebrand her website. Um, and there was conversation about Brandy not really wanting to continue that forum because it wasn't moderated. It was a little bit of a free for all, you know, it allowed all kinds of information mm -hmm. and dialogue that, that probably didn't, it needed to be moderated a little bit. Mm -hmm. And so we were like, a few of us were like, wait, we just met each other. Like, do we want to have continue to have a place for this dialogue about this amazing band that's just coming up. And um, granted, Bert and I were not like band forum fan <laughs> people. We didn't have like connections with any other band in this way. Yeah. And, um, and we had met some really cool people. And so we decided to reach out to her management to say, we find value in, in this platform. We've really connected with other fans from all over. Um, we'd like to propose continuing the forum separate from the, the web, from the label page. And we would have moderate, it would be moderated. And we, you would be, and that the management would be included in, you know, if we were gonna do something or say, you know, you know, they would be in the loop. They wouldn't necessarily have control of it, but they we respected their input and the band's input, and we would work through management to make sure the band was in the loop. And so uh, we picked again today as the name. I, I don't even remember. Maybe maybe Burke does. You know why? It was a good a song that we really liked. Um, both of us really liked, and, and live it was really good. Um, and so, so so wait. So the management was just like, yeah, do it. Um, they were uh, they were. Cautious. It was Mark, so it was, it was Mark, Mark our manager back then? Mark, yeah. yeah. He's, he's been with her since the beginning. And he's always been lovely to work with. Like, I, he, you know, and so, you know, he he shared that information, you know, our request with the band. And they were like, yeah, um, that makes sense if it's moderated. I think the big beef with the forum was that it was like, it's there's all kind of stuff on there. And, you know, it just didn't. 
And in 2005 or 2006, you know, you know, I don't think collectively the ban really, um, you know, social media wasn't super, you know, 2005 Facebook was, you know, everything was still sort of new. It wasn't as uh, intertwined in our day to day as it is now. So it was like, all right, we'll, we'll give it a shot. And they were fine with the agreement that we would keep them in the loop. Um, I don't recollect if we had met Brandy. Bert may have met Brandy at the 10 Angel. I'm not sure since I wasn't there, but um, I don't know if we'd met them face to face yet in 2006. Um, and so with that, we were given permission to go ahead and do this platform. Granted, Bert and I had no idea how to build a forum <laughs> or <laughs> do any of that. So, you know, we were like, well, let's just see what we can figure out and working in with WordPress and, you know, getting a domain and all that stuff. So, um, and then we had friends who were graphic designers and in, in, in marketing. And so they really helped sort of drive that initial, I just posted a picture of one of the initial logos for againtoday.com and it had that cowboy feel because Brandy was in with the, you know, all the cowboy shirts and the cowgirl shirts. And yes. so it felt, it sort of was aligned with wherever that vibe was coming from. Yes. Um, and so in 2006, we, we built the forum and I feel like in the summer of 2006, we launched it. Um, and folks from the old forum, it was still running, it hadn't transitioned yet. Um, you know, we let folks know and some, some moved over, you know, in the summer, there were maybe 75 people that sort of found their way over to us. It started really rolling with the transition of 2000 through 2007, the story was released. Um, mm -hmm. And so that sort of took, we just started, mm -hmm. you know, building traction there. We didn't have Facebook where there was no real other way to share that we, that forum existed. It wasn't attached to the label site at all at that point. Um, I don't remember what year that sort of was like, we're gonna put a link to againtoday.com on the brandycarlo.com page. I don't remember what year that happened, but. Um, so yeah, in 2007, we, that was when Brandy's good friend, Shane, was killed suddenly um, and leaving a, a wife and two young children. and. We, Brandy, I can't remember if she reached out to us or if Mark did initially, but Brandy had an idea about how to help raise money for this family because she, he used to bodyguard for her back when she was working in these little dingy places around Seattle. He's a big, like big, big guy, oh. big teddy bear, but a big guy. And so he, he was security for her unofficially, you know, he'd go hang out, make sure she was okay. Um, and so we were like, yeah, we'd be happy to help in any way. She was like, I want to auction off this autographed guitar. And I was like, okay, well, we've never set up an auction and, you know, it, 2007 there weren't a ton of ways to really do that so we we set it up on our website and um auctioned off this guitar and i, I don't even remember how much it how much I, I think some the guy who got it gave donated the money back to like he 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 didn't you know like he donated uh, the money and yeah. he, I, I don't remember if he donated the card guitar back but already people were really giving mm -hmm. of hearts and resources even back then when it started um and then we, I'm trying to think if we went to Seattle for Brandy's birthday that year. And I feel like she played in, oh man, not the Paramount. What's the other big theater there in Seattle? I'm not sure. The Moor? I think it's the Moor or whatever. She was having a, around her birthday. And during that time we said, well, we're gonna collect little anecdotes and stories to give Brandy this. And this is where all this started. Like it still happens yes. now in different ways, which is yes. kind of cool. So we put together this little, booklet printed it out with people's you know anecdotes and thoughts and people raised money and we gave it to her middle school to home school district choir 
where Aww. she went to middle school and where she first started singing in school or, you know, the music yeah. teacher there. And so on her behalf, I think we donated maybe $3,000 or something. That's fantastic. To, and he was there to accept the check. It was kind of cool. I mean, literally yeah. we handed it to her in a, a fan line. It wasn't like we had a presentation. Aww. We were just waited in line with everybody else. And we're like, this is from a group of folks. And we want you to know that we're donating to the, the Tahoma um, music program, Tahoma Aww. High School District. So She must have been thrilled. Yeah, it was kind of cool. And we were just sort of, you know, coming up with ideas. It wasn't anything or super organized. It was just mm -hmm. sort of a, a group of folks who wanted to honor her birthday. Mm -hmm. um, and then the story tour happened. Uh, we traveled a lot in the early days, I'm sure. And, you know, Bert probably mentioned that too. Like we traveled all over to see shows and we loved coming out to Seattle. And we met so many people early on, whether it was from the forum or, or just at shows. And we followed that story tour from Seattle to Portland to San Francisco to LA wow. on a spring break because I was in education. So we yeah. took a week and we rented a car and it was really fun to meet people along the way, to be able to go down and meet people in Portland, Portland for the first time. Um, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of um, AT folks that were early, you know, that were coming from all over to these Mississippi studio shows, really tiny, tiny little shows uh, pushing the story out. And then, um, San Francisco was great. And then we ended up in LA and went to the Jay Leno, the first <laughs> Jay Leno show. We were there for that. Um, Excellent. And it was just really fun. That was, that was really, you know, that kind of early organic, you know, sort of meeting fans along the way and on the road um, was really, really cool. Um, and, you know, that also then segued into Brandy's, I don't know if Brandy's mom reached out to us. It was like, Brandy has an idea. I want to run it by you. And she wanted me to share it with you. Um, a way to raise more money for Shane, this family. Um, mm -hmm. What what about optioning off a house show in Seattle? Because it doesn't cost anything for them to drive to a venue or somewhere, somebody's house. Mm -hmm. The money would go toward um, that fund to help them pay, uh, pay down any expenses around the death of Shane. And so we were like, yeah, that's a great idea. Let's, and so we were going to throw that out through again today.com. It wasn't published outside of that. So we pu mm -hmm. published it and it was the highest bidder the highest amount is the ones who got the house show. And so like 30 or 40 of us, you know, we're like, how much can, how, what, how, what does this look like? How can we do, um, raise enough money for this family and keep it in a way intimate. So we were like, well, if 40 people get 500 bucks, mm -hmm. you know, and we had someone willing to do this, the, be the venue, mm -hmm. um, they're in their lake home. And so we collectively put a bid in for $15,000. Wow. And, and got this house show and it was, it, it was really interesting. So people from all over came, people from Minneapolis, people from the East coast, people all up and down the West coast. Um, I, I know one, one fan, it was her first time meeting Brandy in person was at the house show. I'm like, well, let's set the bar really high, <laughs> yes, it <did. laughs> um, but it was really cool. So, um, you know, and those were sort of organic things that happened. It wasn't a, a part of looking out foundation and it was just trying to help out. Mm. a family that meant a lot to Brandy mm -hmm. and that money I think helped pay either down or off the remaining part of their mortgage I don't remember uh, the specifics but it was yeah. it really helped them tremendously oh that's and, fantastic and from time to time I am in touch with that family just organically and popping in on Facebook if she has a question mm -hmm. um so it's kind of cool to still have that connection so that was sort of the uh, seed that planted the the philanthropic piece yes yes we yeah. collectively, not only we collectively could help them do that, but also I think it, it for, for Brandy and Tim and Phil, they were like, wow, we have 
an ability to an impact far greater than maybe we thought or hadn't thought yes. about before. Yeah. So that the house shows continued as a fundraising arm for a few years. And then part of the, the segue into raise the roof, which we named, I think we named, I don't, it's, I feel old. <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> I feel old right now. Um, we was to allow more fans to participate because the price tag for a house show automatically eliminates yes. opportunities for people to attend and experience and also people to give. Yes. It was way outside the price range. So what could we do to open it up, to keep it intimate, but open it up to fans and make it more accessible? And that's what it grew out of collectively. It's like, mm -hmm. we didn't want it to be an exclusive thing. It wasn't an in the know kind of thing. It, it, it started out as a fundraiser. Um, and so it grew to Triple Door, working with Triple Door because Brandy had connections there. And so the expenses were really low. So the mm -hmm. overhead was minimal. Mm -hmm. um, and people donated services. All the raffle items were donated mm -hmm. traditionally from people within again today, because that's where it started. Yes. And then now they get donations from all over. But um, so it started there. All of it. Bert and I had never run anything like that. We don't run <laughs> fundraising events. Like so we were like figuring out what that would look like. And we had really good friends, um, Cindy and JK, who helped with some design work. Jen, Jen Levo helped with early design work for posters and shirts and things like that and the swag. So all of that was just collectively a group of people willing to give their time and talent, which was amazing. Um, and, and I don't, you know, it was really interesting to see, you know, I was selling merch. Like it wasn't like we had people work, you know, we ran it. I, I stood behind the merch table behind the soundboard. I didn't see a whole lot of the first one, um, you know, uh, kind of thing. We just would peek out around the sides and Bert was did more front of house stuff. And um, that first year was really, really fun. And, continued to cultivate that sort of spirit of collectively we could give back when, when necessary, which was mm -hmm. really neat. Um, and that wasn't at all while it, while it was started. It was more like, we want to have a place to, to chat and talk about yes. our band, the favorite band that we had and yes. what did the song lyrics mean? And a lot of the same things other fan groups do. Mm -hmm. um, and it sort of just grew to be like, wow, you know, if there's a need and people then collectively as a group, we have people who are um, willing to give, like I said, their time and their talent and their yes. resources. And that's been, that was really cool. And so that, that continued for, let's see, raise the roof probably to through 2014. We did wow. Seattle, Philadelphia, first two or three years, I want to say Seattle. Then um, we did an East coast one, mm -hmm. which was a whole different ball of wax. Cause that's them coming out, you know, trying to coordinate with their tour schedule. Yes. And we had the connection with world cafe live as well as Brandy. <laughs> and so it was really cool to give East Coasters yes. an opportunity who couldn't afford to go all the way to Seattle for those events yes. to really also share their time and talent. Who made more money, the East Coast or the West Coast? <laughs> um, West East Coast made more money, a little more money, I think, initially. I want to say we were closer to maybe 40000 Wow. Um, and then we did that for, we did that the first year. And then the second year, the weather, we moved it a year we skipped a year because of the weather and some scheduling issues and um and so we moved it again 2015 was the last east coast raise the roof mm -hmm. so we would do um and portland was in i was trying to think timeline portland was 2014 and that was at mississippi studio so that was that was really intimate right. um and that was a really raucous fun show. I mean, there was a lot of whiskey floating around and, and, you know, people super excited about the raffle items. Uh, you know, baby Joe was probably maybe two or three. I don't remember. I mean, no. um, but she would tootled around. So I followed her around up the stairs into the balcony, up and down the stairs. That was basically what I did. I, again, 
see that we typically <laughs> don't see the show the from the periphery. You know, it's like, go sit down for a minute and enjoy the show. But um, Joe, baby Joe then was just moving all around. I think, um, let's see, who would have been next? Who's after Joe? Wilder? Wilder, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I don't remember, 2014, I, again, I don't remember all the, the yeah. specifics, but Joe was, you know, kept me on our, my toes and, you know, would be up in the balcony saying hi to dad from down in the thing. And so that was really, really fun. And we, is always, Raise the Roof was always a time for us to get together from all over. Mm-hmm. That was like a sacred time for us to get together. And some of us shared Airbnbs collectively to share expenses. And so it was, it was like a reunion. Mm-hmm. Um, that show was really, really fun. I mean, all of them have been really, really memorable uh the first let's see when i'm trying to think uh jen hopper attended i want to say the very first raise the roof and that was the year that that horrible oh yes attack happened yes oh that was 2009 yeah so she was there for that one she was there um she, we invited her to that uh, house show um and i met that was the first time i met her and will forever oh. be changed she is a, she is a light in this world oh um, she's the an voice example. of an angel as well my goodness absolutely absolutely so um it's it's been it's been amazing to move through those that evolution of raise the reef and where that started and, and the uh, the ability to say what's a way that we can that make make it more accessible to fans we mm-hmm. did broadcast it through melodic caring project twice one on the west coast and one on the East Coast. So folks could pay a $5 fee oh, and, cool. and watch, which was really cool. So that was even yeah. more people who couldn't get yeah. there could actually contribute um, to the funds and also participate. So Whose idea was that? Um, so Melodic Caring Project is based out of Seattle. I'm not sure if you're familiar, but no. they, um, their nonprofit, it's a husband and wife um, family, they have some small children, would broadcast live concerts to kids in with either terminal illness or cancer in the hospitals who couldn't get to concerts. And so it was the the bands or the musicians would, you know, give a shout out to the kids that were watching. They were the rock stars of the evening. And so that's their nonprofit did that. Um, Jason Tang did worked with them. He's done photography and videography for us for those events as well. Mm -hmm. Um, Mike Bauer did photography photography for us for a while. and, And I have a lot of his amazing photos as well. And so Melodic Caring Project also then came out to the East Coast. They said, yeah, we'll come out. And so they oh. got some some opportunities to talk about their mission and vision and what they do. And they were able to broadcast and they're broadcasting, you know, top notch every, you know, different angles and the sound was great. And it was just, you know, they're plugged into the soundboard and it just was, it was wonderful. So oh. being able to do that was a, a neat perk of, of that Raise the Roof those couple of years we did that. Yeah, wow. Wow, that's an enormous, it sounds like a full-time job. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it was, you know, we, it, the thing is, and we, we love the band, but then we also began to, to form such a great family of friends that we wouldn't have met otherwise. And I've, I've said it many times in different ways to Brandy and Tim and Phil, like the impact that you've had on people. Um, there are people in my life that I wouldn't have met otherwise. Yes. And I'm, I'm richer and more blessed because of it and it was because of the music and it's i don't know how fully they they grasp it and you will agree laura i mean you've met met lifelong friends because of this band and i think that is the key thread whether you're active we're active in again today or you were active on you know oh brandy carlisle oh brandy carlisle how i love thee or then you were you just joined for bramley or if you just joined for you know all these other little groups you know clusters of people 
it's all because of the music and you know people choose to engage in different ways for different reasons and and i respect that i i do and i i just feel like it's such a blessing to have that music and they're not the only musicians that corner the market on these kinds of connections but having been in this from i wasn't i'm not an original fan there are people that have known the band people like sue burke who's been around and lived in where brandy lived and like from Mm -hmm way brandy was a talk you know like a young yeah. you know, young yeah. girl um so i i i'm a, an original a tier mm-hmm. not an i'm not a first generation fan by any means but i think it's interesting i'll say this to watch the evolution so you get you know at the original folks who were there at the beginning and then there's another album comes out or the concerts come and you get another wave of new fans which is really cool mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. it happens again and yes. again and again yes. and it evolves and it's interesting to see that and there are folks that are, have been around from the beginning of at and there's others that have no idea what that is <laughs> you know they, they don't they don't have any experience with that and that's okay i mean i think yes. there's lots of different ways that fans can connect and i'm grateful that we were allowed an opportunity to do so yes. having no background in it um that they trusted us <laughs> enough to do that um and uh you know i think it's just my life would be completely different had we not been given that opportunity um, and have that connection with them. Uh, and then, you know, layering in things like Kayamo, um, mm-hmm. I think we were on eight Kayamos. We were oh on the goodness. very first one. Wow. Um, I, we missed 2009 and then we're good to go up through, I want to say 2014, 2015, early 2015, January would have been, mm-hmm. I think the last cruise. Um, and so that again was another opportunity to get, together with friends for a whole week away from work, away from real life and just spend time loving music, you know, just, just learning new musicians and being able to take a vacation. And so those kinds of opportunities wouldn't exist, you know, without that connection in whatever way that you find your connection with the music. Um, Yes. Yes. So, uh, and you know, forums are, forums are sort of going the way of the dinosaur. Um, People want more immediate kind of ways Mm -hmm. to interact. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, you know, chat rooms and forums aren't what they aren't valued as much, I don't think. Um, mm-hmm. They're not as practic- practical in the way that people live, to be honest. They don't have time to go and sit and sort through threads, just the nature of how a forum is cre- is, is designed. So people have found lots of different ways to stay connected. Yes. Um, I, I'm, it's really cool to see the band really latch on and understand the, the connection with social media, whether it's Instagram and yes. those, you know, Q&As or, or giveaways or things like that where um, it takes a little while to, to see the value in that kind of connected. And it's more important, I think, yes. now for them yeah. to use those platforms, especially during a pandemic. I think yes. they've been very giving of their time yes. and, uh, and opening their homes up to folks and, yes. and keeping everybody connected and feeling good. So um, it's been really cool to watch. I mean, Imagine. And what seems to be also true is that, you know, you created this beautiful community all around her music and Phil and Tim's music, of course. Um, and there was such a tight kind of connection that everybody's made. And as it's grown, I mean, I've been around for 10 years or maybe, mm-hmm. maybe more. I've been watching this grow and it hasn't uh, diluted the connection. You know, quite often numbers get out of control to a point where you're just like, eh. And yes, of course, things have changed, but the connection is still very present, very real. Yeah, I, I would agree. And I think people find their people within the larger group. Exactly. Like people that connect, connect with you because you have common interests or yeah. because, you know, you live in a certain geographic area or that you like, you know, this album 
better than any other album and yes. you find other people who really love this album and those songs and so you know you connect for different reasons and in different ways um with that common thread always running through it which is yes. really cool yes um, it is so and cool. people that are so different from one another if aside you know that would never have crossed paths yes and it, it's it's been interesting to watch just how everybody you know you come back to that like this is about you know can't wait for the new album or this is a new song or they're excited there's nominations or um and then also the connections um with that that brandy and the and tim and phil have with other musicians mm -hmm. and watching them do that has yes. helped connect people to different kinds of music too that wouldn't necessarily be something they would find yes yes so how was it for you then for at to kind of have its day um well and it's because it started in 2006 and just i think organically forums became less and less the place to go hang out just just in general not anything to do with again today specifically mm -hmm. but i think the trend was leading away from mm -hmm. um that platform wasn't there were other ways that people could connect and so um there had been talk about other you know doing something else as far as you know trying to change it up or, or um creating something different and we were always open to those ideas um i think you know the the forum itself there's still people that were always there but they've connected and then they found other ways to connect outside of the forum um and then the you know tying it in with lof i mean lof started i guess in 2011 2012 um and you're on the board of that right Yes. Yeah. Bird and I both are on the board um, of LOF and they're, you know, they're growing their board, which is great, diversifying and growing the board, which I'm excited mm -hmm. about. Mm -hmm. That's always a challenge on any board yes. <laughs> to yes. find a good mix of people and, and that bring a certain, you know, certain talents and, and resources and perspectives. Yes. yes. Um, so, it, you know, it, the traffic on AT sort of died down a little bit, uh, which is, you know, the traffic just is ongoing. There are always people that were always going to come there. Um, mm -hmm. And, and, you know, that's, that comes with any change and any kind of, they get comfortable in doing what they do and, and us included. So we, you know, there was a learning curve there for us as far as that goes. Mm -hmm. um, that's I one of the reasons I, we did the podcast was to, to open it up for people who aren't actually just part of Bramley to have an inside scoop and to feel like they're, they're getting inside information, even though they're maybe not on the inside kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, any, anything that, anything that, where it's like, oh, there's an inside and an outside always creates some yes. division or- so You or, need the links. <laughs> yeah, and, and you know, and it's, I, I I don't visit the forum a whole lot. I mean, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm on there if I need to help with moderation, but I honestly, there's not a ton of, of it's the forum, the, a forum is a forum. <laughs> a forum yes, is a forum yes. and the platform is not one yes. where people go and chat organically. I think that's an information sharing. There's some inside scoop certainly there on that forum. And I think that um, it has a purpose. Uh, I still think we found other ways to stay connected in more real time where you're not mm -hmm. having to go and search threads and things like that. And um, mm -hmm. it's been cool to see Brandy and Tim and Phil and Josh on there, yes. you know, family members are on there. Again, I think it, it ebbs and flows if there's a new album coming out or if you know girls just want a weekend information is coming you know like it gets the activity increases and we saw that with again today as well it's yes. like around certain big dates or new stuff or you know they're on a tv show and we're going to talk about it uh, yes. so i think in general the forum platform is uh, not what it used to be in, in ways to connect it is mm -hmm. a, a way for folks who want to contribute to lof and be a part of that mm -hmm. for them to do that um, mm -hmm. 
you know, but was it was it was it hard for you when um when again today closed down? Uh yeah, I mean it's you know it's it's a decision that you know Bert made with with me as well. It's like there the the time has come, you know, there's it's to to manage it and run it and not have that traction and there's another alternative it it is i mean we created we created that i mean bird did a ton of the infrastructure for that starting in 2006 and so oh. it was sort of like an era had in that the way it was created had had ended but i'll tell you i some of the people that i care the most for are people that i met on that forum and and that has not changed i mean yeah. i see them as frequently um <laughs> but i know that there are people that i met in 2006 and cultivated a, a wonderful friendship with if they said I, I i need help i really need drop a hat at the drop of a hat do what needed to be done yes. to support that person yes. um, which is so amazing you know you can you can not see somebody for two or three years and then visit them and it's like nothing's changed yeah. um yeah. I, I have not seen a lot of my close friends who are on the West Coast just because we haven't been able to make time and, and you know, it, it work out for us to go out there. Mm -hmm. But I, I still keep in touch and, you know, still crack the same jokes. And it's like, we've never, <laughs> we never been apart. You get, you get each other. There's a, a handful of us that just get each other. Yeah. Um, I know um, Bert's been able to stay really connected with a lot of those folks um, and, and travel with them and still do some of those same things. Um, go to Red Rocks and go to shows and and sometimes just hang out with the people you met that are your friends. Yeah. And, and Isn't it wonderful? It, to it me, really this is. is. <laughs> this it, is what life is about. <laughs> yeah, and it's so crazy. I mean, if, if you think about the kinds of people from all over and, and their life situations and their personalities and their beliefs, nobody has, there's not like everybody in the group believes the same thing. And, no, and definitely not. And, and that's what makes the world wonderful. That's what helps us think outside of our little safe world and thinking so yes. I, I, and you know brandy's a, a great model of you know respecting where people are um and and having dialogue and uh, you know being able to share differing opinions uh, she's definitely taken on a platform yes using her um her uh, profession and her platform that she has and i think she does a really nice job with that she does. Uh, I, I think that she also honors that not everybody's on the same page. I mean, yes. it would be unrealistic to think we all were. Yes. And, yes. you know, I, I think, like I said, this goes back to the common thread of the music, regardless of where we, where we jumped on the fan train or, or yeah. when, or how, how frequently we were or see each other. Yeah. There is something about their music that brought this group of people together. Yes. And they are among the most giving people that I've met. Yes. Well, to me, they're all a reflection of Brandy. Like, I yeah. thought that their music is like a dog whistle. And those of us who have that same vibration, like, hear it, you know? <laughs> sure, that would make sense, yeah. Yeah, I do I do think, you know, that there's something that resonates in people, like you said, that, that draw them in, that mm -hmm. music. And then her ability to collaborate and lift others up is uh, such a that, model. That's what for, I love most, people. yes, um, yes. It's, Hop on my coattails and let me fly you forward, you know? Like, yeah. And, and using her influence for good and oh, what is it now if I can do the math 17 16 wow. years yeah 16 years since I first went to a show um so yeah it's and the music changes just like we all change you know the mm -hmm. what's important for them and the songs they write is just a reflection of where they are exactly and I admire them personally and professionally and have been nothing but blessed yes. by knowing their music and the journey that it set us on it was nothing that could have been pre-planned <laughs> very organic <laughs> and uh maybe a little cling of destiny in there somewhere <laughs> I, I 
guess. I mean, it, you know, it's, I think, to be honest, if, if we weren't in Philadelphia where at that time, it would have come probably at a later time, but because yeah. that WXPN and being able to go to some WFUV shows um, and radio shows with, with Rita and, and in the early days in New York City, you know, yeah. grabbing a drink and going to these shows and, and meeting up with friends. I mean, that, that'll always continue. Mm -hmm. um, there'll be those of us who are a little older. Yes. <laughs> we'll be in there with um, our little walkers and our canes. Be like, can we get in? Yeah. Yeah. That's what we, but yeah, it's been, it's been, it's been a journey for sure. I have traveled places I would never have traveled because of that music and because yeah. of those people, the people in the band and the people that I connected with. And I, I'm forever grateful and would not be the person I am today had not have been for all of that. So I'm immensely oh. grateful. And, and we're so grateful to you and to Bert for all that you guys did to start that ball rolling. I'm sure yeah, that I mean, something would have come up had it not been you, but still it was you, you know, it was. Yeah. And it was, it was just like, we just got lucky. You know what I mean? We, we were like, <laughs> Hey, we'll just ask all they're going to do is say no. Like if we don't ask, we, you know, it'll just be like, let's just, let's just ask. And so, uh, you know, props to Mark Cunningham for not thinking we were insane, you know, <laughs> and for really trusting Mark and, and, uh, you know, eventually us to, you know, as she got to know us and, and, the, and, and that community and, the impact that it has had on us and the journey that they've been on has been kind of cool to watch as well. And and new album coming out pretty soon. So we've got another another leg of the journey to bear witness yeah. to coming up. And new fans. I mean, yes. like I said, you get it's waved. It's like the uh, you know we always say this is the OG. We're, we're not even the we're the OG tiers, but we're not the original fans. Her original yes. fans are her parents. Yes, that's true. <laughs> and her, her mother and her sister, and you know that her family. You know, and it's. You know, it's it, it happens in waves as you know they grow, and you know it's it's fun to meet new fans who don't know all the history, and we can share some of that with yeah. them. And talk I have to think about waves. that. Can you imagine you not having ever heard of them, and all of a sudden discovering them, and realizing there's this whole like canon of information and music that they weren't yeah. even aware of? It's like it must be such an incredible ocean to jump into. You know, <laughs> it's always fun to go back and find like you know, the very first raise the roof, Brandy's opening remarks back yes. then and sort of where she is now. And, yeah. uh, you know, or, you know, uh, doing some of the raffles. We, and the cool thing about raise the roof that we did early on, and I just wanted to say this, is that we we had folks do showcase. We did showcase local artists or people who they would, uh, they would um, sign up and they got to sing a song. And so Brandy and Tim and Phil would mm -hmm. come sit in our booth and raise the roof or in the audience among the booths and just watch these new artists who had, and, you know, they were the first ones to stand up and clap. Or if it was a raucous song, they were up and clapping and you know, yeah. supporting those young artists. Um, and I've, like I said, there were teenagers, 14, 15 year olds on AT when it started. And they're having babies now. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you know, I was like, oh, little Emily. Well, Emily's having a baby or, you know, it's, Auntie you, Holly. you graduated with a master's. I, you were 17. Like, so it is, it's sort of like this matriarchal mama thing like with these little guys that started early you know and now they're making their way and having families and that's wonderful. it's just really cool to watch them grow up <laughs> but it, it is a reality check um, yes. Oh, as, yes wow we've been doing this how long uh, again, it's, a, it's, a, it's a percentage of your life at this point you know a large yeah, percentage it, like i said nothing but gratitude um nothing but just feeling super blessed to be a part of the journey yes. in whatever capacity we were able to be and still are, um, you know, again, like I said, the world's changing, the way people connect has changed and that'll continue to be the case. And, you know, I'm just grateful to be a part of it.
Oh, well, we're grateful that you are, believe me. So um, I guess that sounds like a good segue to finish. But I, again, I could talk to you all day long. <laughs> so next time we see each other, drink and chat. <laughs> Perfect. That sounds great. I'm hoping that will be sooner rather than later. But I know, I'm cautiously, cautiously optimistic. And will you please yeah. send my love to, to Kimberly? Give her a big hug from me. Will do. All right, sweetheart. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye. All right. Take care. Bye. I really think what those two women have done was pretty spectacular. Um, thank you, Bert. Thank you, Holly, very, very much for sharing that story with us. Um, really, such dedication and a, a call to community. It's its the main thing. I think it's probably the word that I think of most when I think of Bramley and the past Again Today platforms and all of us. So thank you again, ladies. And um, always thank you to my darling Clue and Amy for helping with this podcast. I could not do it without them. And also, of course, we always want to thank Brandy, Phil, Tim, Josh, the families. Um, you guys are the best. <laughs> Thanks, everyone. Enjoy. Bye. Bye.